0: to Finding Emo, our podcast where we discuss our favorite albums from the early aughts and thereabouts. By thereabouts, we mean 1999 in this case, because we're doing Through Being Cool by Saves the Day. Uh, I'm Blake Fisher. I'm joined by Chris Monier and Kyle Simmons. So let's do this thing, Uh, as mentioned, November 2nd, 1999, this album comes out on Equal Vision. Um, You know, Saves the Day had previously come out with an album and an EP, or did the EP come out after this? I forget now.
1: Which EP, the acoustic one?
0: Yeah, that was before this, right? I think so. I don't know. So. Now I, don't got know. This, I think there was a... Yeah. yeah, I think it was Can't Slow Down was an album, and then they did an EP, and then they did Through Being Cool.
1: I think, if I got that right, could be wrong about that. That sounds right. I, sure. I, well, I definitely think the songs were written in record... The, the acoustic songs were probably written in between the two. They sound yeah. that way. Uh-huh. I don't know about the release schedule.
0: Uh, Can't Slow Down, probably a little bit more... I don't know, we call it a little more hardcore Cory it's mm-hmm. Hardcorey and adjective
1: now, we'll definitely, one. definitely a lot um, of Forbidden Beat on that record. This one's a little bit
0: more pop punky. I guess uh, Chris had mentioned that he, Chris, the singer of Saves the Day, not our Chris Monier here, uh, but Chris in an interview had mentioned that yeah, I guess he kind of played a lot of that hardcore stuff to death that he was listening to, so uh, he was listening to more like Foo Fighters, Weezers, th- Weezers. Plural of Weezer. Weezers. Some Weezers. <laughs> uh, listening to Weezer, Foo Fighters, uh, some stuff like that uh, when they were writing this album, which they wrote together while they were at NYU. Uh, also, during this little period of time between those two albums, uh, even their bass player joined the band. They had another bass player on
2: he's the other good. album.
0: Can't slow down. Yeah, he's a very good bass player. That's definitely... Hmm. I don't know. The other guy could have been fantastic, too. Honestly, I did not. I was not into Saves the Day yet. I didn't notice um, him until... Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's not a lot of bass players better than Good Old Even. So he joins the band in the writing process of this. uh, And I think you can certainly hear some of that Mm. bass uh, going on uh, because he's a great musician. And so really, there's not a ton. They recorded this in 11 days uh, at a studio in New Jersey. So if you're doing the math that is less than one whole day per song on the record, Mm. that's a pretty quick turnaround. They spend a lot of time, you know, overnight and hanging out in the studio constantly, which is a really fun thing to do. There's kind of nothing better about all being in a studio kind of all day, all night kind of thing. Uh, Chris kind of blew his vocals out at one point. And so they had to kind of reschedule a couple of those days uh, as, as will happen if you're trying to sing a whole record in like a week and a half. Well, yeah. less than that because I mean I'm sure they it's had the
1: top the, of your register in sure angsty tones. Yeah. yeah, I
0: mean they probably recorded all the vocals over like two days. I mean that's, if you've got an eleven day exactly work, right, that's how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> eleven did, days
3: they, you get you get one day for vocals. They yeah. spent
0: like eight or nine days probably on tracking, and then they were like, "All right, you're going to do all the vocals in two days," and uh, that's a lot of work. Produced by Steve Evitts. I don't know if he's got a lot of other credits, but uh, that's kind oh, of do that
1: guy's produced like a million records. Has he really? Yeah, but it's not like any record that you've ever like heard of or loved. But it's like every Dillinger Escape fit, Plan, uh, Story of the Year. Like, okay. go look at go look at his discography, guys. If you ever want to He's prolific. Just... I just yes. not heard his name, but no, no, no. I you, that's what I'm saying. That's what's so I weird. Didn't listen to yeah, yeah. Hey Breed, he did like some hey Breed records. These are all records. That, that this is why right. I've not heard his name. <laughs> oh, right. the
0: Wonder Years,
1: dude. Just, right? Oh, okay, yeah. I like the Wonder Years. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, no, so, dude, it is crazy. Go look at his uh, page. And I mean, it is a lot of records and a bunch of bands. That, Sick of it all. Um, he did some Cure records, Senses, Senses Fail, um, Catch-22, The Used, Every Time I Die. Um, there's a pattern here. Most yeah. of these are harder than I get. Lifetime. Right. Yep. That's a pretty. And famously pretty credited, plan. by the way, on this album as Steve, I'm Still Metal, Evitz. in um, oh. the liner notes. So.
0: That's pretty good So they were getting a lot of crap for this I'm guessing You guys were actually Were you guys fans of this band in 1999? No No Okay, nope. Kyle, what about you? No, I No Because I right. mean it sounds like They were getting a bunch of crap For kind of being metal And then yep. kind of going More poppy and punky And that was pretty par for the course With any kind of genre uh mm-hmm. bending at all Back in the day It was like If you used to be more punk, and then you got... It's like people just like to crap on everything, right? No matter what. If you changed at yeah. all, one iota, uh I feel like people... Which, I mean, I get going from... I get it, but... Right. I don't know. You got to shake the haters, I guess, because you can't... I think it worked out better for Saves of the Day that they went this route.
1: Oh, yeah, most definitely. And they went from being like Jersey hardcore to like, you know, Jersey emo core, which was still mm-hmm. the hardest... Core record in my collection, you know, like at the time. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, it was like pretty tough, yeah, relatively I mean, speaking, for all the pop punk I had in my, you know, uh, disc catalog, plastic sheets of, you know, CDRs.
0: Yeah, it's kind of always funny to to like have like hard music. I don't know. It's just it's it, there's a bit of a juxtaposition there that's kind of like it's still music. Like it's not you can't be that tough no matter what you're not in a biker gang. Like you're still in a band, you know, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, so, (laughs) well, I mean, that's, that's kind of what we know about the, the album Uh, just kind of like follow up with the track is that like, obviously this album, as Chris mentioned, is a, is a pretty big success on, on the scene and it gets them up to a bigger indie label, which they sign with vagrant after this record comes out and do their next one with, and then up to uh, dreamworks for in reverie they go So like they are three, they are three ding, albums, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> three albums in a row, three different labels kind of moving up. Um, that doesn't give you a lot of consistency necessarily. I'm not saying it was the wrong move. Cause like, obviously after this record, they needed to make a, they need to be on a bigger indie. And I think vagrants the right place to land. And then I think pretty arguably after through being cool, it's not a bad idea to sign with a major. It's just a bad time. Maybe. I think sign with a major
1: and I want to say there's a really great podcast where Matt Pryor for lead singer of get up kids interviews with Chris and I want to say they were already talking to Vagrant why they're making this record
0: that would not surprise me at all I, I,
1: yeah I think it makes sense like they, they kept working on this record but they had already like kind of started that because it happened pretty quick
0: I mean through being cool came out in 2001 right not, sorry, being, not through being cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I, Stay What You Are. Stay What yeah. You Are came out in 2001, yep. right? Summer of I mean, 2001. Yeah. Keep in mind, this came out in November of 1999. So that is less year. than a year and a half turnaround yep. on a follow up record. Um, and so, yeah, I bet that they were, <laughs> let's do another record as quick as possible, uh, which is a good idea. And it, I think it and we benefited out okay from for it. it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, okay, then, Chris, when did you get into this band? Uh, was it in between those two records or? tell us it, your first impressions of this record and that story.
1: Oh my God. I can't, I I'm there. It, so I, high school's out and I graduated in 2000. Um, and like me and Danny, we were like talking about doing a band, but like, we just weren't meshing well. So, um, this dude named Nick, who was in another band. Oh, what were they called? Torrance Crump. You oh, remember, I remember them? Remember <laughs> the name of that band? I mean, I couldn't have told you that so Nick was thinking about leaving Torrance Crump and um he wanted to like he wanted a drummer and like the only thing that he cared about was that I could play the gun good beat and, which I could do at the time right. um, he came over to my house and like held the phone up to my bass drum to show all his friends that I could do it without a double pedal um and prove it yeah no exactly and and so um and they were like, he was like listen to this I'm, I'm sure it was so sloppy anyway I'm getting off track Um, uh, Anyway, so we were going to Springfield, me and Nick, to record um, some demos with the lead singer of a band called Two Timer. You guys remember Two Timer? Yeah. I remember the name, but I don't Man.
0: remember the band specifically.
1: He was going to produce a few songs that we had written, me and Nick. And uh, Nick was like, have you heard of Saves the Day? And I was like, no. And I didn't even understand like how a band could be called such a stupid name. I was like, Save the Day? And he's like, no, Saves the Day. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. He's like, you have to hear it. And so we were driving to Springfield, Missouri, and I didn't even have a stereo in my car because I'd busted all the fuses out and I didn't know how. So all, I had a, a CD, a Discman with some computer PC speakers that just sat in my front seat. And he goes, list this record on the way to Springfield. Of course, we were you know, 18, so we were driving all night. And I was freaking floored. I had never heard anything like this. And I listed that record from Oklahoma City to Springfield, Missouri, which is about a six-hour drive. Front to back, over and over and over and over again. I remember the sun coming up over the farm fields of Missouri, of whatever town in Missouri, Joplin, and listening to U Vandal. And every time I would listen to U Vandal, I would listen to it three times in a row because I just couldn't believe how amazing it was. I had just never heard anything like it. Like I it just, I didn't understand like how it could be like metal and and emo and and pop and like the lyrics like they didn't fit in any sort of melody or anything. Um, Yeah, sorry, I've talked way too long, but no, I I just totally fine. It's uh, this record absolutely blew my mind to the point that. This is this record is kind of what got me and Danny to start playing together because I came back and I was like, this, this is what we need to do. This is it. Not MXPX or Green Day. Like not any. This is it. This is what's going to happen. This is what music is going to be. Which I was 100 right. Um, it's actually uh, the whole scene like sprouted off of music like this and the Get Up Kids. So I mean, not that like I was the only one. And that we got that, super we rich get- and
0: famous. That's on it. right. Yes. That's Sorry, right. That's not how that went. Podcasting
1: down. from our mansions with our gold plated rocket cars. Yeah.
0: My gold-plated so, yeah. diapers.
1: Yeah, uh, that's pretty specific,
0: I would yeah, say. Sorry. So you <laughs> I liked like,
2: it? I did enjoy you liked yes. it? Yes, we could say.
0: <laughs> yes. So this is like 2000. So you're in between, you know, but not too yeah. long after it comes out. I mean, this is no, no, just six a, months or so, or
2: yeah, maybe yeah, it nine was months.
0: June of 2000. Yeah. So. Yeah. So pretty quick. Kyle, what about you? When were? When did you hop on this gravy train?
3: Man, so I've been like frantically trying to search while Chris was talking. I feel like one of these songs was on a compilation and I cannot remember which freaking one it was. So that may be a false memory. I just know that, um, it wasn't, it wasn't too long after it came out that, that I heard it. And honestly, it was the same, same, same story. Tale as old as, as time with young Kyle. If someone was like, this Rest is in amazing, peace, by the way,
0: Rest yeah. in peace, Angela Lansbury.
3: <laughs> yep. RIP. Uh, if someone was like, this is amazing, you have to check it out. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> why
0: did we do that? I did the I same thing know. all the time. What is my,
3: it was, why am I it was, so stubborn? It was a younger me thing for sure. I was like, no, I don't need to check that I out. I still um, do it sometimes for no reason. <laughs> I, I don't know why I did it, but it was... It was not long after that I was finally like, you know what, these guys don't know what they're talking about; they're idiots. And then I listened to it, and I was like, holy crap! And they were, they were super young, right? Like nineteen.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were like freshmen or something at NYU, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, I don't have as clear of uh, of a memory of being introduced to this as I do uh, "Stay What You Are," Uh, but. Yeah, dude. I I mean, it took me a while to warm up to them just because they were a hype band a little bit. But I do remember loving this record when I finally came came around to listening to it, and and kind of resenting, you know, everybody that was like, "This band is awesome."
1: Like I I, I wished I had discovered them. You know what I mean? Over yeah. over those people. But dude, it took uh my friends. That, you know, Danny and Tyler, who were like my best buddies in high school, um, they they were not into it at all that summer. We went to Warp Tour and these guys were playing like one of the side stages and I begged oh. them. I was like, you have to come with me. Like, you're never you're not gonna believe how amazing this band is. And they were like, nah, they went and saw no effects instead. So I went and saw these guys by myself. So you weren't the only one that was like, dude, I don't know. What, stay where you are. You brought everybody over to the they're like, oh,
3: I tell people all the time. One of my earliest memories with you, Chris, of like us clicking and talking was us loading up after a show and we started talking about Stay What You Are. And like, obviously everybody loved that record, but people were so sick of listening to you and I talk about that. (laughs) Like, my band was so tired of listening to me talk about it. Your guys were so sick of listening to you talk about it that like everybody else left and you and I were just like,
2: brilliant, it's brilliant. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, I think
0: I... I, I'm trying to remember the timeline because I I thought that I didn't get introduced to, to Saves the Day until Stay What You Are because that is seared into my memory as well because I just remember hearing at your funeral on 36th and Ann Arbor turning left. Heading north on MacArthur as Andy popped that CD in. And I was just like, what is this? I know, dude. You know what I mean? It's so crazy how music can do that to your brain. I mean, I can remember exactly where I was. As long as my memory is not playing tricks on me as memory does. But um, but I also remember my... I really think I had some friends that had this record, but it didn't make like you would have been one of them, Chris, although you had graduated. We didn't hang out as much at the time. I can't imagine. I'm, I'm even pretty sure my girlfriend might've had this record and I just didn't like it, but I don't remember if that was, you know, after the fact of me getting into saves of the day. And then she had that record. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really cannot remember, but I know that if I heard this record before I heard stay what you are, I did not, it did not resonate with me like that record did. And so I think I'd probably heard it and liked some of it, but, um, but didn't didn't latch on for some reason. And it's so funny because we, I'd had my 20 year reunion a few weeks ago or last month or whatever. And me and Callie held where she was trying to figure out the name of this band. She was like, you know, it was like this. And she was trying to describe it, and I'm like scrolling. I was like, "It's got to be something we've done a podcast on." If you're like, she's like, "No, it would. To, it's absolutely a band that like you told me about." And I was like, so "We finally figure out it saves the day," and it was, it was either Vandal or, I think it was Vandal was the song specifically that she was trying to figure out. Um, so oh, I'm sure I put that. that song
1: on a mixtape yes, for Cali. I'm by the way, that it hadn't <laughs> <been> you,
0: right?
2: <laughs> yes. So I don't know
0: exactly <laughs> when that. Happened for me, but I mean, I'm pretty sure that the thing that really hooked me into Saves the Day I know was Stay What You Are. So, I mean, specifically at your funeral, just that track is so good. Um, and I mean, honestly, I liked this record, but I didn't love it. I think because of that order <laughs> of operation, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was pretty hard. Like, this is a good record, and I can see why it was so influential on so many bands, but you know, spoiler it's not alert, that next I, record. you know. Yeah, I don't think Through Being Cool is better than Stay What You Are. And so, like, Stay What You Are just left such a monumental impression on me. It was ca- kind of harder for me to go backwards. That bully. wasn't how it was with Jimmy World, even though I heard Bleed American first. Yeah. Like, going back to Clarity was fine. Like, that, that that record's phenomenal and sounds great. And this one just sounds like a f- record that they recorded in 11 days. It's pretty good, but there's just, like, just a lot of daylight between well, the two your, records.
3: To, to your point, Blake, it sounds like it sounds like the record that led to the next one
0: yeah <laughs> which is and i'm not dogging on it it's no. just like no like, yeah it's just a little hard to go backwards sometimes yeah. uh in fact i mean i've said this before on this podcast how i thought pinkerton was an older record than the blue album in my youth, middle school youth because it sounded worse. I didn't look at the date on the back of it. I was just buying Weezer records. And I thought this was like Weezer's older album because it sounds worse than the blue album. Uh, So it does happen sometimes that it's hard for me to wrap my head around uh, that big of a jump because it's a pretty big jump. Um, But they just got better at this kind of music.
3: And and it clearly, I mean, clearly the budget wasn't as, as big and it doesn't sound as good. I mean, one great comparison. I, I kind of flipped through that. Uh, discography real quick of the producer. Kind of a perfect comparison of what this guy's capable of and what this record sounds compared to what this record sounds like. He produced and mixed uh, Homegrown's Kings of Pop he Did that and, record and that record sounds great. I oh, mean, it sounded great at the time, right? Well, he's and, also, then, and then, this is um, early probably in his
0: production stuff, right? Too, it it's
3: is, it like is but, yeah. but but that, but what I, the reason I picked out these two records the other one was Alistair's uh, Welcome to Suburbia or something like that. Uh, those two records came out like within two years of this record, and they sound Way better than this record.
0: Um yeah, Budget makes a big difference.
3: Yeah. So like it's clear, it's clear that the eleven days uh, had to have affected that, and then and then the budget, dude. A real, you guys. The biggest, I think, the kids are calling it, um, mind <laughs> of all of this is, look at the cover of of this record, and Ugh. it, you can't freaking tell this is nineteen ninety nine or. 2022 because that's where we are like the the freaking fashion has fully recycled i mean you, all the way 100 like you can't tell like you could show me this cover and be like yeah these are what this is what kids are wearing now and i'd be like yeah stupid kids that's them but yeah i no, saw some from really wide
0: leg jeans the other night like some, some, some very wide leg jeans they weren't quite jinko size the girl that Which, was wearing them was pretty small. So, I mean, any jeans would have been pretty wide legs. But I was just like, we are all the way back.
3: Yeah, Chris, you had something to say about Jinkos? Oh, <laughs>
0: Sorry,
1: Chris. No, Let's get back to you. You're also your iPad Mini in the back. <laughs> you love them so much. No, what I was going to say is that was the other thing that blew my mind when I. So, I had the CDR of this record. Then, when I went and finally bought it, like, I, I looked at them, and I was like, this is what you guys look like? What is <laughs> totally. happening? Like, I just did totally. not understand. I was like, they're all wearing new balances. Like, what is happening? Like, Well, and then know, going man, blew the my lyrics. mind. lyrics,
3: like, what he, they oh, look like versus what they say. Yeah. He yeah, looks like he just has like,
0: IBS. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just a bunch of preppy kids. So I oh, mean, I did not get it.
0: He's He looks like he's got tummy troubles. Yeah, he does. It does. I mean, like it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, I, but I liked that aesthetic. I was, I was into the fact that, and I, I actually really like the, I don't know if they meant for the album titles to be, I don't know. They play off each other. I don't know if it was purposeful or not, but I feel like through being cool leading into stay what you are is a pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like a, it feels like growing up, but maybe I'm reading more into it than I need to. Um, yeah. I mean, that sounds like some pretty good first impressions. Shall we dive, dive into track by track? Let's do it. Let's do it. We didn't test. I was born to guys, do this. We didn't test if you guys are going to be able to hear this. So let's just see what happens. Here we go. Track one All Star Me. Right. Right off the bat, not name dropping the band, but just name dropping himself. Yeah, he's got his own name in the lyrics of these. This first track, I like it. Kyle, what do you think? Man, I I think it's a great
3: first track. You know, they're rocking out. It 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 gets your ears to perk up, and he he's talking to himself. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Amping himself up, he says, you know, uh, <laughs> ask me now. Chris comma (laughs) like that's that's pretty cool um I like this song man it's fun and I like I said just a minute ago um I really like the glimpses of uh you know of what's to come uh you know obviously at the point at the time that I heard this record for the first time I didn't know that uh uh stay what you are was going to come out and just blow me away the way that it did, but, uh, there were signs and some of them are in this song. Like there's, there's some, some bass wizardry going on. Yes. Um, yeah, we can say that every song. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And every song he's, he's rocking it. But like, I think that you can hear, um, I think that you can hear, uh, the potential for greatness in this. And, and because I heard this record first, it's nostalgic for me and I, I love this song. Chris, what
1: about you? First track? Well, it has my name in it, which was definitely oh, something yeah, that perked cool. my ears. The first time I listened to it, I was like, Hey, it's hey, amazing to me. me. Oh, yeah. it spelled wrong. thing. Well, yeah. No, um, yeah, no, I, I love this song because I love the, I think, I mean, you guys are guitar players. I, I think that's the sound of him plugging into his guitar, right? That, that I believe click at the so. beginning. Okay. I course, just thought that, that was a- cool. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I did see. I thought about that, but then I thought, wait, then he have to go in the studio room with his amp to do that.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'd have to be your guitar, your right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it would sorry, just I
1: just I, th- I thought about this pretty long. You did. Um, but yeah, and then um, you know the other thing I, I loved about the song was that somebody was really into like pop songs at the time. The song just kind of has a verse and a chorus, and it's out. Like it's not really. It's like an intro song. <laughs> it's
0: Just
2: yeah, I mean, it's not, you not even know? two minutes, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, not just, even two
1: minutes long. Yeah, they just took the, you know, and they're like, hey, we've got two little neat pieces of a song. Let's just make it an intro song. Uh, Yeah, and it's, yeah, great, great opening track. Love it.
0: Yeah, they do. They have a weird, um, they, I think one of the things you're alluding to is that they don't generally have, like, traditional song structures for a lot of these songs, and this would be one of them. It's just a quick in and out there I like that for a first track though especially on kind of like a punkier album I like a like a fun really short intro tra- track that just kind of grabs you and then says alright you buckled up here we go right we're, uh, we're gonna party. I, I like
3: it going for a ride
0: yeah I like it I think it's a good way to intro uh, an album especially one that's at the speed that this one is so uh good intro let's go to track two which is the aforementioned uh, You Vandal uh, this one's I think we're gonna have some things to say about yeah we right. right. Chris Meunier, what are your thoughts on you, Vandal? I mean, you already mentioned a little bit that I think you liked it, right? Three times per album
1: spin. Well, yeah. (laughs) The the chorus just blew my mind because the words didn't... The the way the words and the melody fit together on the chorus, it just didn't make any sense. It's not the way a song that I understood it, that was good to be sung. But yeah, I loved it. Like the, hey, yay, I just couldn't... I could not get past that i don't know why but i just thought it was so cool It was just so interesting to me it just hit my ears and yeah i couldn't get enough of it and then yeah after listening to it over and over i remember like is this just a song about somebody in costa rica it's like that kind of like weirded me out too but i also loved it it's like this is so specific <laughs> i'm not
0: sure i know what any of his songs are about as i no. read the lyrics of any yeah. of them uh, yeah uh, i catch uh, glimpses i don't yeah. know that i know a whole story though
1: and then, you know, what, and the other part that I thought that, I, you know, in hindsight, looking back on it, what made the song so interesting was how they, they do this a lot where the, the verse has got like a minor dark sound and then the chorus has got more of an uplifting major yeah. quality to it. Um, and those are the things I liked about it.
0: They also do, I'm not going to talk the, about
1: like, the, the spleen stuff. You guys can, I'll save that for you guys.
0: We'll save that for one of us. <laughs> I mean, they do that a lot where they kind of do the like double time. Yeah on a verse and then they will go to like halftime sometimes yes. <laughs> on a chorus. Yeah. Like they'll just skip regular time and go oh, yeah. from double to like, this is going to regular, but um, I like it. I think it's a cool thing. And yeah, it's a, it's a good song. It's hard not to be that kind of like chord octave part with the vocals, very gang vocally. It's hard not to want to sing along with that for sure. And um, it's a, it's a, good song. It's a good intro to the band too. It really has a lot of those qualities, Kyle, that you're probably, I'm probably stealing your thunder. So apologies if I stole your notes, but I just feel like it's got that kind of octave guitar part that we hear them do a lot, uh, especially the kind of call and answer version of it, like chord, octave, chord, octave. Uh, They, they do that pretty well. Um, It's got that kind of bop. It's got the violent lyrics as in yeah, juxtaposition to all of the, this. <laughs> the great chorus. Like it really has a lot in the double time. It really has a lot of the kind of signature saves the day stuff, which is probably why people love this song so much. Cause yeah. it really does. It is a nice little package of all those things that they kind of do that are very much like that's a saves the day thing. Oh, like that sounds like saves the day. Um, so yeah, it's a great, great second track. Kyle, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I, think
3: it freaking rocks. I love the, uh, I love the, I'm gonna call it like the, the call and response guitar part, you know, on the, on the chorus. Uh, I, I love that. Also, I meant to mention on the first song, I love, I don't love it for everyone, but for them, they always do just a really nice, simple harmony, like just kind of, there's, there's nothing fancy about it, but it sounds good with Chris's voice. And I think it's, I think it's Chris, right? I, think, he so. um, sure I yeah. think he's just stacking. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And stuff, I mean, yeah. it's, it's one of those that I don't mind it. I like it. It's kind of part of their sound to me. Um, and I, I mean all the things you guys said, they're freaking rocking out in the verse and then they slow down and it's just, it's just the chorus just rocks. Um, there are some violent lyrics,
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got, we've we talked a little bit about his Violent Lyrics, but Do I feel you wanna, like now's as good a time as any to talk about... Uh, you want to make the noise, Blake? spleen? No, I didn't save it. I'm sorry. Uh,
2: <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> I, was, I didn't
0: know if we'd be in podcast jail. We were we were trying uh, to find uh, clips to make like sad trombone noises, <laughs> and we just thought, you all may never forgive us as listeners <laughs> if yeah, I we, actually pulled we, that out.
1: Too bad we don't have a blooper reel. We could play it for you. It was pretty
0: funny. Yeah, it, it was, was great. Pretty it was a good time. Fantastic, but I was I couldn't I couldn't dip my toes uh, quite that far into the in the sound effect land. Uh, yeah, I mean we've got a couple ones on here. I do like the lyric of my ribs have parted ways. They said we're not going to protect this heart you have. I like that one. That's I like a good that emo. going
3: into the chorus too. You know, like yep. it continues the story continues with the chorus, right. But it gets grosser. Yeah, but then my spleen gross. is
0: dripping from my pants. Is um, that was nasty. That's, That's a different level. Of, I've never, I've honestly never pictured a spleen doing anything. I can't I know what it looks although, like. Although this is so weird, this is the second time a spleen has been brought up this week. Have you guys seen that new Michael Bay movie, Ambulance? Uh,
1: I tried. It's pretty I good. Gave it- actually, oh, I, I it. completely okay. disagree with you. No, there, I mean but it yeah. wasn't gra-
0: action wise. It was pretty great. It was okay. It's you know it's like Michael Bay movies, but it's better than the most recent Michael Bay movies. Let's put it that way.
1: Okay, so I was okay. watching it with really low volume and subtitles. Oh, that no. might have been my problem. Yeah, I yeah. mean that's a crime. Yeah. Not gotta, a lot. Not a not not thick no, on substance and on, character It's all action and sound Michael Bay and a and up.
0: Come on, you've got a you got to have loud speakers. If you're, anyway, someone's spleen ruptures in that movie, and so now I'm I've thought about bleeding and dripping sp- spleens more than once this week, but that's more than I ever have in my life. So thank yeah. you, Saves the Day, and Michael Bay, apparently. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, this is definitely something that we start seeing a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. which makes more sense after knowing they were maybe in a hardcore band, <laughs>
1: like oh, that yeah, makes yeah. a little
0: like, Oh, okay. There, that's the connection to that. It, it didn't make sense to me as just like a, what is this little 19 year old white guy in Converse right. all stars crying about or violent about, but, um, yeah, we get there. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts on you, Vandal fellas? Nope. Nope. Okay, we're going to track three, which is shoulder to the wheel.
2: Bring it. Seven! 70-
3: Kyle, what are your thoughts on track three? Shoulders the wheel. I love this song, and my one of my favorite things that saves the day does. uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, go for it. (laughs) This this song, this song is like Seinfeld. It he's just talking about things that they're doing.
0: (laughs) It really is very (laughs) much Seinfeldy, and
2: and and
3: like it is so great. Like I love it. Chris, yeah. you were talking about how you loved the chorus uh on You Vandal. You hadn't heard anything like it. And like for me, I remember hearing this one and being like, there's nothing conventional about this chorus at all. And it totally rocks. He's like, yeah. you know, the 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 radio's playing Queen. We're rocking out. We're rocking like, out. I mean, I I can see it. I'm <laughs> with you. You yeah. know, like,
0: it's <laughs> very fun to sing in a car full of powers, by the way. I can confirm yeah. that.
3: It, well, and, and it's it's like that we've we've discussed in the past about like if one if the three of us were in a band together and one of us walked in with like a song idea or lyrics the other two might try and talk us out of it and I'm pretty sure that if I presented these lyrics to you guys you'd be like dude I think you've got a better one in you you know yeah. what I mean but like it's awesome um, no I mean the I, pitch would I be I literally like.
1: Last night, remember, guys, when we were in the car and that Queen song came on. Well, I <laughs> wrote an entire out? song about it. <laughs> about
3: it. Do you guys remember how, like, we were listening to this Queen song and we were rocking out? Yeah, that's the chorus. So the and lyric is. <laughs> then you say, ah, <laughs> it's, it's right, exactly deep. that."
1: Well, and, a little and, on um, the nose, Kyle. A Little on the nose. And
3: and what's funny is I think, I think that they're at their best when they're doing this because yeah. uh, we sent each other the best tracks. That came out on their last record, and remember the one that's all about things that they've done. You know what I'm talking
0: about. The I song. I do not, but I'm so bad with lyrics. So,
3: Chris, do you know what I'm talking about? Help save me. But stay Chris. what you are. Uh, no, on on their most recent record.
2: Oh, where they're oh, oh, singing the oh, song nine. is about oh, yes, everything yes. that they've done. I just
1: misunderstood. Right, right. They're the, just talking about the things. things the 27-minute song. Yes. It's Yeah. It's a exactly. long version of this <laughs> That's song. why I like that song so much. Yes, yeah, it's exactly. awesome. <laughs> yeah.
3: We got to get the name of that song. So we're just not, it doesn't sound like we're just making I think crap it's, up. Uh,
0: Yeah, no, it, I, I'll get not, it in a second. We'll do it when we play yeah. the next clip. We'll find it. Um, I remember
3: us texting about it. Cause we're like, Oh, definitely. S- we were talking
0: about it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
3: They did it again. They did it again. Yay. They've done, they've done it again. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: yeah, yeah I one, mean, it's that sun-filled.
0: one got me weirded out. Cause it's like, Oh, a nine track CD. And then I was like, I feel like, I mean, I say CD I'm listening to it on Spotify. And I, I was like listening. I was like, wait should this album be over by now? And like I looked down, I was like, oh, track nine is like 27 minutes. Oh, the long. song's
3: called Saves the
0: Day.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought it was too, but I was like, no, I can't, I can't be right. I was yeah. right. It's called uh, Saves the Day. It's
0: good though. It is good. It is
3: good. Um, I Saves the Day.
0: But you're right, it is similar. It's just kind of like telling about what's going on. Um, which works a lot of times. Maybe, maybe I'm overthinking lyrics, honestly. Well, because um, it's
1: it's just because it's so genuine. Yeah. Like, it, it's beautiful. It's like you can see. The guys in the van, Dave stepping on the gas, like it's like you're there. And if you're in a band, there's not a better road song in the world than this one.
0: Yeah. And something about the way he says slick and smooth is so good (laughs) Uh, and and rocking out like he owns it. Like, yeah, any you're right, Kyle, if you wrote that lyric, I'd be like, oh, I don't think you can pull (laughs) it off. He pulls it off, though. He he sounds like he's rocking out and I and I think they did a good job with it. Yeah. I mean, you vandal and shoulders of the wheel undoubtedly everyone had heard those two songs in like yeah. 99 2000 2001. I feel like if you were in this genre kind of thing, you could escape it. And I I, I love those songs. I've I've said that this album doesn't isn't as, you know, held as in dear in my heart as uh as stay what you are, but Undoubtedly track two and three on this record are fire. I mean, they are really, really good songs. And I I think that they clearly made the right move by switching. I mean, obviously the not hardcore guy is gonna say this, but like this is I think a way better choice. It I think it suits them well. It's a good combination of their influences, and I love it. And it was unique to what
1: we were hearing from other kind of pop punk bands and stuff. It oh, absolutely. At 19 years old, they, they made a they made a new sound. This was yep. a new sound. Nothing sounds like this. And he also talks about missing his mom, which I was also blown. I was like, wait, are you allowed to just say that? Yeah. A grown up in a band? <laughs> Guess you can.
3: Look and then Nate Ruiz
0: was like, hold my beer. Hold my beer. I'm going <laughs> to talk about my family a little bit. Just you wait, boy. <laughs> I love it though. I've got absolutely no problem with it. Uh, Let's go to track four Rock Tonic Juice Magic. This is where we get into, instead of like self-deprecating violent lyrics, this is when we start talking about, you are the person I'm going to take this bone saw to or whatever. Uh,
1: Chris? Bone saw. Well, I, mean, yeah. I don't know if it's a
0: bone saw. It's a saw. <laughs> no, it saw. has to be.
1: What, what else? What other well, saws spoon. can you saw bones with? To be fair, he just said, cut some flesh he's, away. He, he didn't also say s- anything about uh, going to the bone.
3: Guys, he says it's with a spoon.
0: No, in I, the first verse. He awkward says, saw.
3: saw. Yeah. Awkward saw. Yeah. I okay. take
1: this awkward soft. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he also he talks, talks about He digs spoons. out their eyes with spoons. No, that's different. Oh, that's, the that's ice. right. Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah.
3: Right. An eye spooner. Sorry, yeah, you guys. don't have an eye spooner ahead. in your house.
1: I'm sorry, Kyle. It's just a grapefruit yeah. spoon. Kyle, every um, chef's got an eye spooner. Works very well. So you need oh. that with your tablespoon and teaspoon. Like in the description of
3: where he swallows them down to, <laughs> <laughs> to my colon. That's bypassing a couple of steps. Hey, they're gonna burn bright in
0: hell tonight, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say the dig of cause you're beautiful. Just not on the inside is <laughs> one of my favorite lyrics. <laughs> That's uh harsh and I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's the right amount of harsh, but it's also weird because he's talking about her insides <laughs> and his insides. Mm, and I'm yeah. like, is he talking about her heart and soul or is he actually talking about her insides? Um, I'm not sure. I think that, this would be a good opportunity to bring up Kyle (laughs) that (laughs) when we recorded stay what you are the episode for stay what you are, (laughs) the like rumblings of something going on with him, you know, me too ish related. were kind of like just stirring and have, and so we didn't really address it on, on that one. And we're not going to like get into the weeds here, but he was accused and admitted to doing, some some horrible some pretty sketchy stuff uh and it's hard not to i don't i don't know that this is always the right thing to do because i don't think if you write violent lyrics it means you're necessarily a bad person but it does it not make some sort of light bulb go off for you guys a little bit
3: yeah i mean dude honestly of course it does yeah
1: yeah i mean that's that's i don't know if it's fair or not but, right, to, right. I think that's the point. It may not be fair, but yes, the light bulb's there.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a bummer because I I love this band. I especially love the, their early records. And it's like that was always the thing, right, that he was he wrote these violent lyrics. And then to to learn that he that he's done anything at all violent in a relationship with anyone is is a bummer. And it's like, I don't know, that. like maybe he was just messing around. He was probably just trying to get us to feel something, you know, like to get us to cringe. But it doesn't 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 age well, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. in hindsight, it does make you go. Because, I mean, I remember being a kid and thinking like, whoa, this guy's kind of weird, you know, like he writes creepy lyrics. And and also, um, Yeah. I mean, that's all I got. It's, it's a bummer. It's, it's bigger than a bummer. That's probably a, 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 uh, too small of a word for it. Uh, but, uh, it, I mean, I can't, we were just talking about it before we started and it's like, you can't help but question like,
2: man,
3: was, were there signs that this guy could have done something violent? Uh, I mean, I think you could make the argument there were. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Man, the, I mean, what, I, I, this is a buzzkill, guys. I'm sorry.
1: It's okay. No, we're you gonna know, do a compliment sa- sandwich. I've got a great thing to say about the song when you guys are done. We're okay, gonna, I was we're end, gonna end gonna on a high it, note. I was gonna bring <laughs> up an interesting
0: point: is that <laughs> I, I actually don't know the result of it, but I'm pretty sure the Supreme Court's taking up like, can you use someone's song lyrics in a court case? Oh yeah, as like evidence that they had some sort of history, because it happens in all these like.
1: Oh my God. Uh, Trials of
0: rappers and stuff like that. And they're trying to say, like, and in California, they're just like, I don't know. I'm going to screw up the details, but there's some case where they're suing to say, like, you shouldn't, that should be inadmissible at court because it's First Amendment rights. As far as being an artist, it has nothing to do with, you know, subsequent potential violent situations. Right.
1: Because wouldn't Stephen King be like on trial, like, pretty quickly? You know
0: what I mean? Like, I think, I think that's the point. And so I think it's, it is an interesting. Because you know, violent lyrics or video games or whatever always get blamed for other people behaving a certain way, which I think is pretty bogus. I mean, I do think that you can, I think someone can have some tendencies and then can be further influenced by, yeah, it can be fuel, right? In bad, like a fuel, but I don't think it causes people to be violent. I just think I've never seen any evidence that that's like, you know totally normal person, they start watching some violent movie and then they become violent or something. I don't think that... But it's different when you're like the person writing the lyrics and then you turn out to be kind of a creep. You know? It's... Yeah. uh, it, it might have more of a connection. Maybe not, though. I feel like, you know, Chris and I know someone that's in federal prison for Attempting to murder their girlfriend and unborn child So, uh, and Yikes. right after that happened Everyone was like, oh yeah, it makes sense He always had a dark sense of humor I'm like, that's baloney You never once were like, that guy might try to murder someone You know, hindsight's always Everyone's always looking for the signs In, yep. in these kind of situations So, anyway Any thoughts about the song? Now <laughs> that we've gone off on a rail, on a tangent We've derailed this train Um, Talking about Chris's problems.
1: Chris from Saves the Day, not Not Chris my maniac. problems. Not, my problems are completely not, different. Mine are yeah. all non-spleen related. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank goodness <laughs> your spleen is intact <laughs> and not somewhere in your pants.
1: All right, compliment sandwich. B yeah. bringing it down a bit, I like it. Um, there's some very... Um, some very a very jersey line in here about boardwalks and breaking waves i nothing better than a, a good jersey boardwalk um this band does not deserve Eben's greatness i mean no matter what's happening in a song you just if you just like tune everything out and listen to the bass you're like oh he's doing some magical thing i could never even fantasize about being good enough to to play i um, had
0: definitely not heard a punk band with a good bass player yeah. at this point in my life
1: especially a kid who couldn't even drink yet yeah like come on Yes. No, it no one. It's not fair. Or not a talented. Great,
0: sorry, not a great bass player. I'd heard right. bands with good bass players, fine bass players, but you know no, yeah. they weren't doing anything but like playing the eighths or sixteenths with a pick. You know. No, and, I feel
1: uh, I. What Travis? Uh, I, I'm not comparing Blink wade Two and Saves a Day, but what how Travis changed their sound? I feel like Eben did that for these guys on this. I record. agree. The, the bass changes everything. It's it, it kind of just has its own personality and so. it gets
0: better. Yep. Oh, God. Like, Does it get better? his lines on... Especially because, like, on, <laughs> on Stay What You Are, a lot of it, he's, like, finger-picking and stuff, which I think adds a whole different... Again, had definitely not heard a punk rock band not using a pick yep. on the bass on some of that stuff. And, you know, he's a, he's a great musician. And uh, and I... I mean, I remember... I mean, I at one point, we were... We did some interview with someone, and someone asked Danny, like, his dream band. I mean, and he had he had even on bass and like yeah. some other sort of legends of rock and roll. I think I think Tom Petty or someone was in there yeah. and with like, uh, I think that's a pretty good, pretty good answer. Um, he's, he's solid. Uh, Kyle, do you have any other thoughts on rock tonic juice magic? No, no other thoughts. i got frazzled
3: by it all. I think I'm sorry. We've no. Okay. Well, here we go. I blame, I blame Chris, not, not you, Chris, other I Chris. Yeah. Other all right. Chris. And track five:
0: Hollyhocks, Forget Me Nots. <laughs> that whole post chorus part is really good and i can like absolutely hear the parts of this song and that like influenced people including you chris i mean like i can hear some of that er- those early minutes too far songs that you wrote and not like in a rip off way just like some oh. of those rhythms and stuff are just like I can hear it and I can also hear a lot of like fallout boy and there's a bunch of stuff just that is oozing out of this. Kyle, what are your thoughts on uh, hollyhocks? Forget me Nots? I like saying it.
3: So one of my notes on this one is I'm like certain that they took this song and they inspired themselves. Bits of this song become see you on stay what you are. They're like the melt. The melody is the same in parts, uh, there's, there's like some guitar parts that are the same and it becomes a better song. That's what I'm going to say. That's my note. I like this song just fine. It's, it's a good song, but, um, I can't listen to it and not hear, uh, the, the line. Cause I don't think that I've got the stomach to stomach.
0: Oh, that's a calling. great line. Like yeah.
3: it's, it's the, it's, you could almost lay it over parts, parts of the song. So, and you know, if anybody's got a right to rip someone off
1: it's themselves right? you're allowed to
0: reap yourself amen off. totally fair
1: chris what are your thoughts on it love this song best drum intro one of my favorite drum intros oh, of yeah. any song of all yeah. time um this song always holds a special place in my heart because the second band i was in colorado the lead singer was married to um a girl and her last name was hups so whenever the song would come on we'd all go please 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 mr hups it <laughs> was funny um and then yeah that The thing you mentioned, Blake, the post guitar, the muted guitar, I mean, -hmm. I I I can't even sing it, like whatever they're like, and then there's just that syncopated, like lead line over it. I just don't know how a bunch of like teenage boys like wrote that, that part and how it sounds so good together. And I don't know, man.
0: It was probably oh, very my. fun to play live. I just oh think of, god, doesn't it sound so fun to play? Really fun. Just the
1: drums, goom, gang, goom. oh
0: yeah, man! Or like
1: that. in a or like in a base a, a Jersey basement party, I just see everybody like bobbing jumping. their heads.
0: I mean, oh, everyone would be jumping up and down on this song. I mean, it would be so much fun. I just I, I, I would hear have songs given like this.
1: Yeah, I would have given anything to see these guys at a house party. Bet I bet it was the best. I bet it was legendary.
0: Yeah, I'm. I I, I would. I'm just. I'm into those parts, and I start to hear you know, I feel like so far in this record for me, like you Vandal and shoulder wheel are fantastic and some of the other stuff's pretty good. And I like what's going on, but like, this is another one where I'm like, okay, I'm hearing like some more of those like signature saves the day things. Yeah,
2: in this song. <laughs> Yeah. And
0: they're just all throughout it. And I feel like throughout those other two songs, um, cause some of this record gets a little homogenous, like some of it blurs together a little bit, but this is not one of those songs for me. I think that, um, there's just a lot of future saves the day and some of the stuff that it's very much like, Oh, that's the stamp of save yeah. the day that I hear on it.
1: Yeah. You guys had similar notes on that. Those, those are good observations. I didn't pick up on that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's go to track six, third engine.
3: so i love this song that freaking i'm glad you got that guitar part going in like that's so fast it's so awesome um but also this is another one of those courses where like i i've always loved it i sing along and then every now and again i'm like wait what
0: what did i just say
3: what am i singing yep. uh yeah. Do
0: you want to give us some lyrics? Do you want to sure. uh, say you, them out loud or just let the listeners well uh, Google them for themselves? Make their own did impression. You,
3: did you know, my sweet, that I once took the liberty of watching you in your sleep? I rolled over and over trying to touch your knees underneath the sheets. Uh, trying I to touch want, your
0: knees. He says it again, just to reiterate.
3: Yep. Yeah. I just want you to know that every pool of water reminds me of you. Is that all right? I hope you think it's cool. Because sometimes a train can't go as fast as I want it to.
0: I don't know what we're talking about there, but... Uh... Kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, like... <laughs> The that that might not be a creepy lyric, and then you figure out he's a creep, and you're
1: like, It's creepy, but like, right. you know what I mean? Like, if someone's yeah, sweetly totally. watching, like, no, I exactly, think, you could picture it that way, just like, Oh, I'm just yeah, I woke up could, before my you know, yeah, my partner, and they're sleeping, it's nice, yeah, just watching them, but like, it just doesn't feel like it's probably that way now, yeah, yeah, it yeah now it well. like feels like there's a window between them,
2: yeah. <laughs> 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 that,
0: that is exactly what it feels like. It feels like he's outside of the house <laughs> watching your sleep. Um I guess you couldn't roll over and try to touch their knees, but um I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a little creepy. I you know, I don't have a lot of thoughts other than I, it's a good time to bring up that that guitar part while awesome that guitar tone works really well for that part. Yeah. But they use that tone on the whole record. I mean there's yeah. not yeah. there's oh, right. really not a change and I think that's one thing that I don't uh I get it. Like when it's not their fault. You're on right, a they short, didn't have time, quick budget it, you yep. can't you don't have all day to like dial in guitar sounds and stuff. Yeah, right. I get it. It sucks. Um This was but, probably taped too. I don't uh 99 maybe yeah we're right on that cusp and it, uh, it's hard to know um it didn't i couldn't find anything about that it i'm sounds... with you though it's a,
1: it's decent like it's great it'd be great for a song or two it, but yeah they, they definitely they it, i don't know in left if it's it
0: tape it doesn't it sounds like it might be like dads or something i don't it doesn't sound warm enough <laughs> yeah it could I mean, be they, tape i don't oh, know good point yeah it's it, hard to it's, know
3: it, it sounds like they were like you know in 11 days they're like yeah they, they, he's like, plug it in. All right. Turn the, turn the knobs. Yeah. Yeah. We got the guitar sound. We're good.
0: Yeah. And it was probably like not even great amps. I mean, like I, I don't know. It, the guitar tones just like thoroughly. Okay. On this record. And it's the same sound throughout the whole thing, which does not help things blur together a little bit. Like I said, not their fault. I'm not begrudging them. They're super young guys on a shoestring budget. Uh, And that's always the thing to go is like any kind of creative uh, tweaking of sounds. You're going to get the same drum sounds and vocal sounds and guitar sounds. If you're recording 12 songs in 11 days, that is just going to happen because you basically have to set up all the guitars and do them all at once. Uh, Although a lot of this sounds like they did it maybe live-ish. I don't know Mm. if there are even clicks on some of this stuff. It sounds like they're kind of all over the place. So it would surprise me if they multitracked it.
1: There's some basement demos that you can listen to on the 20 year edition, yeah. and they are all over the place tempo wise. So yep. it would not shock me at all. Same I mean, right you can right. hear some crazy swings in tempo.
0: Yeah, well, this is pre people understanding click tracks. Uh, in again, punk rock bands. these are teenagers. we were all in the same boat. We'd never yeah, heard they, of they it. They
1: were yeah. I don't think even I think 19 was like some of the older guys in the band. I think some of the other guys might even like 17 or 18. Our
0: first EP was all
1: over the place. Oh, I my. mean, tempo
0: wise, you couldn't. It would look like a ski jump. something i don't know it was pretty bad uh we just didn't know we were excited and playing fast no
1: but that's the thing yeah dude if like even if i would have had a drum teacher would have said hey you really should try learning how to play on this click for your record i would have done it i just i had no concept yeah literally no one had said it to us
0: it was not on our radar um all right well let's go does everyone have any other thoughts on on third engine
1: lifetime yeah (laughs) that's fair that's my only note.
0: <laughs> I mean, lifetime
1: that's... and uh, yeah, uh, of course the the New Jersey band rule applies. You have to mention your home state and talk about New Jersey. You have to you band.
0: have to talk In, about New Jersey so on glad the they record. Check that box here. They, they have uh, more than once, right, on this record already. I think
1: yeah, I think but have, uh, but a uh, uh, life. You know, the song that sounds about life that sounds like Lifetime and mentioned. I just felt felt like it was gotta do mentioned.
0: both. Yeah. All right, let's go to track seven. My sweet fracture. No! Simmons thoughts
3: uh, you know I'll I'll give you these thoughts uh, could you tell me the next time that you're choking because I'll run right over there to shove some dirt right down your throat it's nothing I have against you you're just a creep and you can't remember the last five years so I I don't think this is a lover I think maybe this is a friend um, I like the song just fine this is this is probably... Like I'm not skipping it, um, but I'm not I'm not rocking out as hard as I was earlier.
0: So, I think I agree, Chris. What about you?
1: There's some really cool moments in the song. I, it's fall right now. Well, the leaves don't really change down here, but you know it's always special. It's the song of the autumn, which uh, you know, talking about um, you know the autumn leaves, um, and then but yeah. Um, and I, I don't know that you o- you almost got to it with your clip, Blake, but that kind of breakdown at the end is pretty cool. Just un- something they do several times this album. They have a great line; they just repeat it over and over and over until the song ends. I uh, yep. rather forget the days we spent. I like that part a lot. But um, yeah, it's it's just a it's the middle of the album kind of song yeah, for sure. Definitely
0: the middle of the album. The line "You're just a creep" doesn't necessarily uh, probably age well,
1: but. Well, the way Kyle said it, though, he like re- he like spoke it so creepy. I mean, yeah, yeah, we say it like that. Everything sounds weird. Like, I'm gonna go yeah, do the true. dishes. Like, yeah, everything sounds <laughs> crazy like that. I'm just kidding. It's of super creepy. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
3: it's my voice that did it. Yeah, it's <laughs> Kyle. It's all Kyle's fault. <laughs> me. All it's
0: me. Right. It's definitely the words. <laughs> well, let's go to track eight. The vast spoils of America, parenthetical, from the Badlands through the ocean. How many other songs do you think there are that only mention two states, and they're Kansas and California? <laughs>
1: I, doubt, I doubt there's another one. I, I doubt mean, there's
0: another one. I mean, maybe that Huey
1: Lewis song where they mention like no, every city in the all USA. Of them. Like I
0: said, they only mentioned two. <laughs> oh, oh, you're
1: taking yeah. only. It's, gotta, say, it's oh, not yeah, like they yeah. just
0: went through all of them. They were just like opening <laughs> verse. We're talking about Kansas, California. We're talking about in the chorus, uh, yeah. and uh, and not not dogging on Kansas like they're. There's, you know, something great about Kansas.
1: Well, only um, people from New Jersey would, have, like, probably driving through the first time. Kansas is actually pretty interesting the first time you drive through it. It is kind of crazy It would be looking. weird to be from yeah, New Jersey
0: but, and yeah. just even be in Kansas, I would imagine. Yeah, yes. Kansas
1: yeah. Kansas is like, definitely I never thought like, we'd be here.
0: <laughs> well, and Kansas is probably the most, um, you know, especially, like, most of Kansas that you end up driving through if you're going to California is exactly what you think it's going to be like when you're from New Jersey probably because it is flat and it's like the fields whole like, like, time. like like literally 70 right yeah if you're driving west across the state of Kansas doesn't like you're going to hit one city on the east you're going to either go through like Kansas City or you might yeah. get through it's Lawrence all the excitement to Topeka yeah and then like you are not going to see any there's a, i guess a, what's right in the middle uh where people Topeka? refuel no salina
2: Salina, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's Salina
0: right. is where everyone refuels their jets. That's where you turn going, left
2: <laughs> going
0: uh, across the country. They all land in Salina. So oddly enough, celebrities always at the Salina Airport. Uh, but other than that, it is a lot of flat stuff for sure. Uh, did you know that something like eighty percent of the aircraft built, like you know, small private aircraft built in Kansas, built in Wichita really? specifically?
1: I I thought I I thought I remembered that Kansas had a few
0: ton of aviation factories right you know.
1: wasn't there a boeing plant there for a while too
0: oh don't quote me on that i know that like cessna and textron and oh but that yeah yeah a bunch no, of that's... those ones are there and uh, it's just interesting it's like a, the you know people call it a flyover state and yet yeah. where a lot of those planes are built um that's just a random tangent but i like this song it's a good one i like the yep california always sounds cool in a lyric it just almost always works we talked about California's the Blink album. We, I mean, how California gets all the songs. It's all the love. Uh, and I get it, but, um, you know, there's some other pretty states too, but California really does like roll off the tongue very
1: well. California opens up. It There's just, if you're driving there, there's something very special about it. Cause you've just gone through just fields and desert. And then just, you go over these mountains and all of a sudden like, Oh, there's pretty California. Yeah, it does have everything. Yeah, it takes a a bit to get there, though. Oh yeah, that's part. I think that's part of the the build up is part of the (laughs) part of the magic.
0: Very true. Um, and like the song title might be longer than the song itself. Uh, it's a lot. Um, but I like it. It it makes it's not long for the sake of being um annoying. Is actually saying something I feel like. I like it. Any other thoughts on uh, the vast boils of America from the Badlands you, through the you ocean? Play,
1: you played one of my favorite Saves the Day lines, which I think is absolutely true. Sometimes taking off can mm-hmm. open up your eyes to everything that lies in your heart. Yep. Um, as three guys that toured a lot of the country, even though we didn't get to do it full time for very long, it really is a very amazing experience. Highly recommend traveling you a lot when you're young. You learn so much about people and how yep. we're all the same and how we're all different um and even like I'm, I'm i'm not gonna get political but as polarizing as people always say that people from different places are when you actually go to places like we're all the same everybody yep. just hangs out it's amazing to meet people from all over highly recommend it
0: well and i mean i'm gonna go a step further and say that like i think that yeah i would not trade it for anything i don't want to go back to sleeping on people's oh no that's love seats at yeah the ripe age of 39 but yeah super glad i did it in my early 20s and stuff i think that there's there is a part where like people are the same but there's also just these really weird like america's a weird place in oh, a great right, right. way like the fact that uh cherry coke for whatever reason is on the fountain a lot more in the north like you get to like michigan and indiana like northern indiana the, the Dakotas, uh, places like that. And everywhere you go, we'll have cherry Coke like on the fountain, you know, like you can go get it from the Coke machine. It's nowhere down here. Like uh, right. there's like three places that you can get Chick-fil-A, cherry. Coke. A, that's
1: about it. Right. But
0: I'm like, you know, that wasn't like Coke was like, you know what? We should just like only try for Minnesota to get, right. I, and that's just, there are just weird things like that, you know, and for, it's probably changed now, but like you couldn't find, like Dr. Pepper It like, and there's beyond all the food stuff, just, you know, there's all these weird little things about places like Omaha, Nebraska, and, uh, you know, name it. There's, there's every town has this kind of cool thing to it. There's also, you realize a lot of stuff is the same, but, um, like subway sucks everywhere. It doesn't,
2: <laughs> it always sucks.
0: Right. It's consistently crappy sandwiches, but yeah I love it I I these kind of lyrics we talk about all the time because every time a band has a song like this we're super nostalgic for it because it makes us feel
1: young again yeah Shocker. I love I love Ted's in the seat right next to me drooling on his sleeve because I always remember like Kyle did you guys do this in your band where like somebody be in the front seat and they had to stay awake yep to help the Navigator driver but they, oh, yeah uh, they always fell asleep <laughs> I yeah.
0: was a good stayer around. No, you were okay? pro, Blake. you was, were
1: You were all business, man. No, props to you for sure. I
0: would stay up. Uh, it was way easier to do with a buddy um, than <laughs> it was by yourself. Chris and I, have we have some staying up stories for yes. sure. One time we were driving shirtless through a snowstorm because <laughs> it was so hot in the van. We were trying to defrost the windows, and I was like guiding us through the side window because we oh. couldn't see anything.
1: And like, we could have died. We just died. <laughs> we we're just trying to get to a show in
0: Omaha, Nebraska. It's like you look back, like, what a bunch of idiots! Like, that show could not have possibly been worth potentially dying in a blizzard. But, nope, what are you gonna do? Uh, you're not gonna cancel the show, uh, that's for sure. Let's go to track nine, The Last Lie I Told. Hey, I had To call it out, I'm sorry. Oh, of course. No, you're not the first. <laughs> so, what? Chris, uh, Chris definitely might have stolen that guitar riff or feeling of that the rhythm of it, the for, spirit of it. Yeah. But one of my favorite Chris Monier songs, so I'm not talking <laughs> about it at all because it was one of my favorite songs. I miss the movies. Uh, great, great tune, but I mean, yeah, I can hear this. It, I can hear the influence of so many bands on this record that I'm not giving you crap for it for sure because it, it was a good, good. A band to steal some stuff from, um, for sure. Chris, I mean, I guess Let's start with you. I think you probably liked this song, right?
1: I was into it. Yes. You're oh, yeah, Actually, it. the first time I played that song when Kyle Shalayn was in the band, he goes, "Chris, Chris, 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 Chris." Dun 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 dun. Saves the day. Dun dun dun. And he did that to me. I was like, "Shut up, man! You're so mean." <laughs> yeah. Kyle's. I mean, why are Kyle's always so mean? Kyle's are I the first. Like, I They always I have the the, the, the the stinging um, intellect that can get that, that sharp tongue that gets you so fast. Uh, you know, yes, no,
0: it's funny that that would have bothered me too in my early twenties. <laughs> and now I'm just like, yeah. yep. I mean, I just ripped no, yeah. it off. I don't even totally. care because <laughs> I realize everyone else is, that's what they're doing. Um, right. so yeah, it's a, it's a good tune and definitely worth stealing that, the feel of that.
1: Um, I like it. So yeah, you liked it, Chris, obviously. Um, yes, <laughs> yes. This is a big, metal song, but it's also so emo. This is another one where all their influences just kind of meld together and make a really cool song.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Kyle. It's tingling. What are your thoughts? I mean, I don't have, I don't have
3: like much to add to that, but I do think that this one stands out as being unique. Like it, it, it sounds a little different. Like that, that breakdown, which I didn't know that inspired you, Chris, I need to go listen to that now. But, uh, I, I, freaking dig that i think it's awesome and it's kind of i don't know it it doesn't doesn't sound like the other songs and and it's not you know crazy different but it's just different enough to perk up my ears so i i like this one
0: i do too i think it's um i feel like there's a bit of a lull in that middle six to eight kind of area probably for me and this gets me back into it um, I'm into it. Let's go to track 10. Do you know what I love the most?
2: Make you feel all right. Then I-
0: Does this song really just have two verses? I mean, is that essentially the song? Yeah. I mean, again, this is just saves the day does this sometimes where they're just like, right. what if I just give you two verses and and that's it? Um Yeah.
1: I feel like this song is just to highlight the bass line. That's yeah. Pretty <laughs> much it. Kyle, uh do you have additional <laughs> things to add
0: to this? I we talk for longer than the song is. It's a minute thirty-four yeah. song. Uh um,
3: do it. <laughs> I mean, this one's hard to enjoy. Uh, now, like the lyrics are pretty rough <laughs> yeah. on this one. Maybe and, a little bit.
1: And here's the thing. they just kind of hiding in there too, aren't they? Like, wait, what?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It stinks because the thing is like in general, I don't, Obviously there are things that people can do that are horrific and I don't want to support them in any way on this show. We're talking about records that we loved. We loved this record. That's why we're talking about it. We're not like trying to put any kind of stamp approval on any disgusting thing that, that um, Chris did to any person, but it is really hard to, even though, even though I still, I rocked out to this record. We, you know uh this last week and and i enjoyed it but like when you laser focus in on those lyrics man it's just hard to not go like is this was this dude
0: uh this dude a little bit nutty yeah i just i don't know where the inspiration comes to (laughs) right right what is talking about knocking someone up if people people could see all the
3: cringy faces that we're making at one another yeah, we really
1: uh, should have done a video of this one. I feel like <laughs> I would have. Yeah. I I never even noticed that lyric till we listened to it this time, because it's oh, such a like happy sounding. That's the chord, thing is I don't know it normally Yeah, and then I was like, wait, what did he just say?
0: Yeah, yeah. Because it does it like which I I mean I do think he was trying to be clever about like the whole first verse. You think it's sweet, and then like by the last line, and then it's like it's all really sweet, and then it goes to the verse two where it's like, oh, but never mind. So I mean, it is clever. Um It feels a little like, it feels a little Green Day, honestly. Like, yeah, b- yeah. yeah you know that. what I mean. So I'm gonna give him the yeah. benefit of the doubt and say like, if oh, this absolutely. Was a, like if this was a Green Day song with these lyrics, you wouldn't be, you'd be like, he's being tongue in cheek and this is about capitalism or something. Yep. I don't know. Sure. You would right.
2: <laughs> totally.
3: be like, <laughs>
0: oh, that Billy Joe, he's so deep. But you know, now just because we know, right? Chris is a creeper Hindsight. or has been a creeper is was yeah. whatever the situation is it's like ah oh, it makes it a little harder to rock out too right yeah like yeah we we off after we recorded our snack the other day we might have talked for a little bit longer uh about all sorts of random stuff and one of the things was like trying to enjoy like you know and we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before but like Enjoying something we loved, then like something comes out that's bad about the person. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is, whether it's movies or TV shows or music. And it happens or whatever. all the time. It happens all the time. All the time. Because um, people are flawed, obviously. And um, we tend to put people like musicians that we like on pedestals and it doesn't work out very well sometimes. But, you know, I'm I, I'm so torn on some of it because it's like, with these specifically, like when the lyrics kind of match up to yeah. some of the problematic stuff that happens, you're like, that makes it different than like, I mean, with the exception of like, <laughs> I have to say it pretty young thing by Michael Jackson. Uh, mm-hmm. then, you know, there's not a lot of his songs that I go like, Oh no, <laughs> but that's
2: one. Yeah. For some,
0: just, yeah. It just, just makes me go different. like that one's a yeah. little yeah. harder. It's quite the song. My goodness. But Ooh. Um, you know, and so maybe it doesn't always work out like that. Um, although, like, Kevin Spacey is another one where you watch American Beauty now and you're like, oh, or think about that movie. Oh, you're like, gosh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I don't, I'll watch Kevin Spacey and Baby Driver, no problem. Uh, oh, yeah. Kevin Spacey and American Beauty, I'm Usual like, visual suspects. I can't yeah, you just, you just nailed it, though.
3: Thing. You just nailed it, though, Blake, because it does, like, the content of whatever that whatever the art is does matter because you're right. Like I'm going to watch baby driver whenever I want. It's a a great movie. Uh, And I have, it's just even mentioning American beauty is yuck after like, no, I don't, I don't want to see him in that. In all that fairness, movie that movie is, just didn't age well. Period. No, no, I mean the, it's the content. Controversy of that movie with is, Kevin Spacey is, or not? Yes. Yeah, yeah, well, with no, or without I think Kevin the, Spacey, that that's a cringy movie. Oh, now it's I yet. think it's there's all sorts
0: of cringy stuff. Yeah, it's not just Kevin Spacey. That whole movie is pretty yeah. cringy. I remember yeah. thinking it was pretty cringy back then. I mean, yeah, for sure. I got why people liked it, but it was pretty cringy. Uh, and yeah, so I think you're right, Kyle. It's about when when the art imitates life a little bit too much and then we find out about the life that yeah. imitated yeah. the art or whatever order that came in it makes it a little harder and this song would fall under that category for me for sure. it's like it's a little harder to sing along with this as a bop uh, you know it's just a little i don't know a little, a little too close so uh let's go to track 11 through being cool
2: life God.
0: There's that finger picking bass. So, so hot, man. Just hadn't heard that, honestly. Uh in any kind of I mean, there were even like jokes about like, hey, this isn't a jazz band. Just go ahead and get yourself a pick there right. and start playing the bass. Um, uh, I, I knew like one person that played the bass with their fingers. Um uh, and then Andy Loper did it in Minutes Too Far. I feel like is that part of I think the reason? I mean Oh, that we had some trouble. No, no, no. That he played bass oh, like oh, that. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. No,
1: no, uh, no. I, I think it, he was inspired by Eben. Yeah. It's and cool. yeah. No. It sound. No. It sounded really cool. Like I, 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 I loved it. Um, and it was hard to do. And yeah, nobody else easy. did it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, no. It definitely. You can hear it on our first record. Like it's got a a very interesting sound. He played a pick on some songs, but yeah. yeah. No. It it sounds cool. Yeah, because uh, me and Andy bonded over this record. Like that's what, like that's all we talked about. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I played in a band with a guy that, you know, played legitimate bass, but he was more of a, like, he was influenced by flea and stuff, you know, like that was the people that made him want to play bass. Like he wanted to play bass. And so like, he really was good at all that stuff. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people weren't, they were just guitarists that were like, Hey, we need a bass player. You can basically play it like a guitar. Here's a pick. Um, yeah. And I like both. I like picked bass actually for a lot of stuff, but this one works well with the finger picking. Uh, Kyle, what are, what are your thoughts on through being cool? The title, title track.
3: Um, so for years, when I meet someone named Nick, <laughs> I would say, hey, Nick, why are you such a prick? And <laughs> how did that go over? <laughs> they not one person, not one of them,
0: Caught, uh, caught my reference. Yeah, I bet not even one of them. Did you? Did they stick needles in your eyes or anything? <laughs> no, that's also no. pretty violent. Yep. Oh, no, sorry, needles they, in his face. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, they weren't in his eyes. They were just in his face. Um, yeah. The, <laughs> yeah, we're definitely going like we've we've we're going all in. Like we've we're going for the violence. Uh, yeah.
3: yeah. Chris made him eat the eat the ground. He's yep. gonna.
1: I always liked it. Oh. on. I, I love songs about like being really mad at like a specific person. And he's, this is so specific. Like, yeah, I mean, he was, calls him <laughs> <them> out Nick. <laughs> like uh, uh, if you see Jordan by something corporate, it's another one where I'm just like, oh, man, he was so mad. He's like, I'm going to name drop this guy or girl. And uh, is it a girl or a guy? It's a guy. OK. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's very clear. Yeah, I hope with it's a name.
0: guy. Yeah, it's a guy because it has to be. Yeah. yeah, it's a guy. Uh, Yeah, but that's it's just so it's different. Putting needles in someone's face and telling them that they're a redhead bitch are different.
2: Oh
1: no, no, absolutely no. I was talking about mentioning specific, like like songs about being mad at specific people. I just always because you could just feel like the anger. But yeah, no, he gets he gets a little creepy with it.
0: Yeah, although again, just,
1: it did it didn't hit me that way at the time, or even any other time up till last summer.
0: Yeah, it's not you know I for the most part violent lyrics don't bother me a ton. In general, like I said, it just turns into ooh, yeah, yeah now a little bit more, Um yeah. But I think it's cool, I, title, cool, cool title, cool oh, title yeah, track.
1: A, a title track at the second to last song I thought was really interesting. You know, Um love the one two three four at the beginning. I know it's something small, but I just think it's cool and interesting. And that bridge you played, like it sounds really cool. It's great. It gets really big. And another song where you know they just do a few different parts one time and song kind of hits you quick and then gets out of your face i love it
0: yeah i mean there's only hold on i'm looking real quick i mean there are only one three four five five tracks on the record that are longer than three minutes long yeah so it's a quick record i mean we're we've got 12 songs 33 minutes that is pretty fast and furious uh and which is why we are now on track 12 unless uh, kyle do you have any other thoughts on through being cool Okay, nope. let's go to track 12, Band from the Black, sorry, Band from the Back Porch. Here we go.
1: Chris Monier, thoughts on the last track of the album? I love, love this song. I love that uh, the album ends with this song. Um, it's a really fast song. I love when he says, I sip down, warm ginger ale. Just like, okay, cool. Um, it's a great line, and yeah. I always remember it. Um, and uh, you know, So I haven't mentioned this, but I put this note in several songs. Save the Days does this really cool thing that's really hard to do and make it sound well, where Chris will be singing one line, and then the background they will be like kind of a gang vocal and they'll be singing some different lyrics. It's usually lyrics from the verse of the chorus. And they do that mm-hmm. at the end here. Um, and I remember like our band, we tried to do it and somebody made a comment. It's like, I don't know what to sing along with. It's weird. And uh, it, you know, obviously we were trying to, you know, pull our saves the day um, card into existence, but it, it, I don't know. These guys just do it really well. The, the best example of, of it is the song dragon D flat, which at the very end, Chris is singing one line and there's another line going on. I have, still to this day have no idea what they're saying underneath it, but just the way it meshes together. yeah, It was probably just the the timbre of those guys' voices. It just worked really well together. Um, I wonder and how, then, yeah, I
0: mean, I think Chris did most of the kind of background vocal things, but yeah, on the gang stuff, I'd imagine more people were involved in it.
1: Yeah, maybe just everybody in the band though. sang oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, great, it's a great indie song. got and the album's over. I love it, <laughs> I love it. That's all I got, it's a great well. song. Yeah, I like it. Uh, Kyle,
0: what do you what do you want to on on Band from the back porch? Love it. Love it. I think
3: it's awesome. And uh I totally had the ginger ale line <laughs> yeah. written down. It's just like It's very specific. It is. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's it is super specific. Uh and it every, every single time it's like, "Oh, that's cool." And I don't know why I think it's cool. It's friggin'
0: warm ginger ale. Huh? That's Kind of gross. But, but it paints whatever. a picture. Yeah. That's what the good writers do, I hear, is yeah. uh make you picture what's going on. Yeah, I like it. I think, you know, I I can't figure it out because I've never, I don't know if I love it as a last track. I I kind of feel like Through Being Cool would have been a better last track. I know we always do this dumb thing where we act like we know better about. People's track through being orders, cool could have been a i think through being cool would have been maybe a pretty cool last track but um i don't mind this as a last track i'm not like dogging it or saying it's terrible or anything i just through being cool kind of felt like um it could it could be the ending but so does this it's not like it, it could be a twin twin costs is that like a <laughs> coin toss <Twinkos. laughs> it's late apparently dude I've, no
1: that I, now i think about it though that would have been I, I wonder if they had that talk in the studio because you know at the very end of through being cool he goes chill out. Like that would have been a great <laughs> that would have been a set
0: record. In the record. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's not the vibe they're going for. Uh, um, I would have liked it. I, this is fine too. I'm not uh, complaining about it necessarily. All right. So that gets us through track by track. Let's talk about some lasting impressions. Kyle, does it hold up for you?
3: Um, In ways? Yes. You know, like I think these, these dudes are young and, they definitely made a sound that was all their own. And so in that way it holds up in other ways, you know, we've mentioned it a few times, knowing that, knowing that Chris did some uh, unsavory things and hearing violent lyrics that for me, that doesn't hold up well, you know, like that's unfortunate. And also maybe, maybe I shouldn't look into it, you know, as much as I am, but I can't help but wonder if, uh, if the writing was on the wall a little bit, but I do think that their sound and style is unique. I think it's still unique. I know there's a lot of bands influenced by saves the day, but I don't, you know, I can't think of one that I, that I think just pulled off ripping them off, you know,
0: yeah, I've never like, been
3: confused. I've never been right. like, is this Saves yeah. the Day? Oh, yeah. it's
0: some other band. I mean, I've certainly heard like plenty of bands where I'm like, oh, they are influenced by Saves the Day right. for sure. But I don't feel like anyone's ever successfully just copied what they do.
2: And,
3: and they, I think it, a lot of that comes from his vocal too. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's super unique. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think in ways, yeah, it it aged fine. And in others... Maybe content, it aged less gracefully. Yeah, Chris, some, what do you some think? Some content.
1: That's a good note. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, for me, the album holds an extremely special place in my heart. Um, so it will always hold up in that regard. Um, Production-wise, I mean, it still actually sounds pretty good, but, you know, compared to their later records, not yeah. as good. Um, but part of the vibe of the album is kind of an angsty, raw, feeling and so they get away with you know they get to take a few liberties with production i think um that that another type of band wouldn't be able to do um because i will i know i've already said this once in the podcast but i will always picture these guys playing these songs in a basement in new jersey with everybody having like red solo cups of beer like bobbing their heads along so for me the brawness and the bad i'm not going to call it bad production but lack of excellent production it kind of plays into that that visual i have of and and the spirit of this record um so and that way it holds up but yeah, i mean, obviously in the ways kyle mentioned it does not
0: <laughs> yeah i don't I, I think i pretty much agree with both of you exactly it's just that definitely production wise it sounds like 1999 in a low budget but i do love hearing the things that are you know this band that i do really like and and had a sound that was unique and it was it's just really hard to hear stay what you are and then go back to this. It just it was even then. Because I like production and I think they were just a much better band by the next record. Like they're really young and they're barely into being a band and yeah. and so I mean, I just think Stay What You Are is such a great record and holds up so phenomenally well that it's hard to believe that there's not two years between these two records um, yeah that's pretty incredible the kind of transformation and evolution and just budget they got on one record later a year and I mean less probably I mean, they've probably started tracking this
1: stay what you are or less than a year after this one released um, well, hey, for that time I, yeah, I might workout. even I might even point out like how amazing it is that these guys found each other in one area in New Jersey. I mean, they're all pretty spectacular musicians on their own right, and they all have to meet up with this Chris guy who's got this extremely unique perspective on how lyrics and music should work together. Pretty incredible.
0: Which so. is probably why they have so many member changes too. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. definitely. You know, and that, (laughs) it never stopped. did it? That also bums, I, any band like this, it's, it's always hard to think of like, I do like most of their albums, but it is just weird when it gets into like, there's only one person in this band that, I mean, there were only two members on this record, right. That were on the first thing that they did or when they first started the band, I think there were only two people left. Like when they did this one from when they
1: originally formed. Uh, But I think this lineup, holds up between three being cool and stay what you are. Same lineup. Yes. Makes those same lineup records. there. And then and those are the best records like hands down.
0: Uh, cause he, he's gone by in reverie, right? Egan's gone by, or is he on in reverie? I, I think he
1: did in reverie. Okay. Um, but I think Dave, I think uh, Ted was already gone. Yeah. So and that, yeah,
0: they've always kind of had some of those rotating members and, uh, which happens to a lot of bands it's hard to be in a band. I'm not going to begrudge that from happening, but it does just the the natural occurring thing is that the, you're going to sound different. Like you don't have the same dudes playing on stuff. Uh, sometimes that's going to be like a downgrade potentially. Yeah. Uh, and it happens to lots of bands that lose a really great member. Gosh, it's, I, I it's hard to replace good rhythm section. Well, but <laughs> then with but, like but, decent, but like good one. It
1: gets weird like because really people, Pete Parada takes over on drums um, for Sound the Alarm, not Sound the Alarm, the one after in Reverie. And
0: that's he's sound like one Alarm. of the
1: best, oh yeah, Sound the Alarm. Yeah. He's one of the best punk drummers out there. But like part of Saves the Day's sound up to that point was the drums were a little sloppy. That's what made it cool, you know? And he's perfect. And so it just sounded different.
0: <laughs> yeah. I do like that record though.
1: Oh no, it's it, yeah. totally like, but it's different it to the side. It's great. Yeah. That's a whole favorite different Saves the rhythm
0: records. section at that point yeah. entirely. Right. Uh, yeah, I think, I think everything you guys said is, is correct. I think that it, part of it does part of it doesn't. Um, and some of it just runs together a little bit. I mean, there's just kind of, there are several parts on this record that are very similar and they're, even when they are kind of signature things, it's like, ah, yeah, but we should have done it twice or whatever. Uh, quite a bit in the middle kind of flows together. And so I think there's some stuff that, um, doesn't hold up front to back. But it's still got some great songs, great beginnings of of this band that influenced a lot of people, and this album was um big part of that. Uh, is it their best album? I already kind of said my opinion. Chris, what about you? No, stay where you are. Okay. Kyle? I mean, yeah, dude, same. Okay, just making sure. Uh, yeah, got to check. Of course. Here's the funnier part. I mean, this one's more interesting. Is it their most important album? Importance just such a weird... It's a weird adjective but kyle what do you think
3: i mean it's tough maybe because of
0: what follows it right right because the other the next album does not happen without this album yep being Um, successful the way it was
3: but you know you can make the argument that uh through being cool, or excuse me, that uh, stay what you are. It's
0: why do I we get them so confused? It is.
3: Yeah, it's hard. But it, it could, it, you could make the argument that stay what you are. You know, they they're they're signed to a major label after that, and probably probably made some money, right?
0: Uh, um, I doubt it because they basically shelved that thing. They tanked like a few days after yeah. release, and then the album, and then yeah. the record label gets sold to Interscope, and they well, drop stay- them.
1: Stay What You I just Are had mean a, advances. No, I'm sure they oh, got an right. advances yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but <laughs> Stay What You Are had 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 its issues too, though, because at your funeral was like about to pop off on radio, and then September 11th happened, and they, all the radio uh, stations dropped it.
0: Oh. and they went to Freakish. Uh, yeah, I think that this is a band that should have been more successful than they were. Yeah, they had some bad luck. I think they had a little bit of bad luck, and I I don't think this is their. It's really I I think on Important it's really hard. I think that this I think this album did influence a lot of bands that and I think it's it was this record followed by Stay What You Are. Like I I think this record had a lot to do with a lot of those bands. And like I think there's a yep. quote from um uh, I can't remember if it's Patrick Stomp or Pete Wentz, but one of them was like, We wouldn't have existed without this album like for sure See, and that's
1: why i think it's the most important record i mean that's why i lean that way
0: because people do put it on that list
1: yeah it was there was an underground scene that was bubbling up and this was like a big part of that so many folks listening to music this was the answer to the question of like what what is next what's the new variation on this clean pop punk sound that blink-182 is doing like what we we need to add some edge but we don't want to go too hardcore and this was the answer. And dude, every so I mean that whole scene. Academy is Fallout Boy. Um, uh, you know, Census Fail. Like all these bands, Take Back Sunday, Thursday. They all kind of came from that scene. And but this was the record from that scene. I think that was really accessible to so many different people because it had such more more pop elements to it.
0: Yeah, and I it I, I think we've had this argument with like Jimmy World too, where it's like. I think it's probably that this record influenced more musicians, so it's probably more important to future bands and albums and bands that maybe we otherwise don't have in the form that they're in without this record. While as a band, I would assume that "Stay What You Are" is probably a little bit more important because it it does sell more and it gets them more fans, and you know, there's a lot. They're like they're not still they're probably not still playing music right now. If they don't continue to make, you know, like stay what you are and records after that. Um, But I don't know. And so that's, it's kind of a, depends who you're asking. Like, I think if you ask a musician, they're going to say this one. I think most fans might say the next one, but it's hard to know. Uh, It's, it's a silly question anyway, but I like asking it. So I love it. I love that question. So uh, it's just, it's interesting. Okay. Let's go to uh, awards, Desert Island songs, two or three of your favorites. Chris, where, where are you at on this?
1: God, this was really hard for me. I don't think you guys are gonna have the same as me. Um, (laughs) Mine were "You Vandal" because "Whoa Hey Yay" is like the favorite little piece of any song of my entire life. Uh, Play it at my funeral, please. Okay, write it down. Yeah, sorry, I got a lot. I got Blake. Blake's got a a lot to write down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) through being cool, um, which I know I don't. uh, That that one hit me so hard when I heard the first time that I couldn't help but leave it. That leave it on the list, Um, and then believe it or not, number three is hollyhocks, forget me nots.
0: Okay, I know. I like it, Kyle. What are your three or two? If you
3: only pick two, I doubt it. No, so mine. Okay, mine's gonna sound like I'm cheating, but I just really, I really vibe on this record. It at tracks two, three, and four. You vandal. Shoulder to the Wheel and Rocks Tonic Juice Magic. Like it's they're they're in the zone and making perfect songs for me in that stretch
0: of the record. Here's you know why you're not wrong. Those mm-hmm. are the top 3 songs played on Spotify. No. Oh. There you go. On this right. record.
1: That does not surprise me one bit.
0: Okay. In fact, I mean like in in the order of Shoulder to the Wheel and then Rocks Tonic Juice Mag- Magic and then You Vandal. Ah. Oh which okay. was interesting for me to see that the uh, shoulder to the wheel doesn't surprise me. No, 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 not was, at all. But oh, rocks, okay. tonic, but the, juice, yeah, magic two, having yeah. almost double yeah. the streams no, that you no. vandal does. That was surprising to that me. That is surprising. No. I think I'm definitely two and three. I think you can't, I can't leave you vandal and shoulder to the wheel off this, but I think I would probably pick maybe the last lie I told. I think I really like that. Like that song. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, it's a good one so i think i think those are probably my three nobody's perfect what's the worst song on the album kyle
3: oh goodness um you know what i'm not taking anything off of this so isn't that isn't that what we do here
0: no you can absolutely do that yeah uh, you're allowed yeah. to do that. totally allowed chris yeah, no do I, you, I don't do you have one you'd kick off
1: No, I can't. Well, it's it's not
0: that you have to uh, kick it off. It's just what's the worst song on the record. You don't, you you can say what a worst song on the record is without kicking it off still. Okay. That Uh, is your prerogative, Kyle, if you want to change.
1: Oh, sorry. I'll, uh, Kyle, go ahead. I already said mine. You can hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um,
3: What, what, uh, I'm trying to think. Was it Third Engine? I think third. That we talked about? Yeah, I think Third
2: Engine. I would get see. rid of.
0: I like yeah, that all... guitar part, but other than that, it it's pretty meh. Yeah, meh. I could I could deal without it. Um yeah. and I honestly like if I'm gonna be super picky too. I mean, I could maybe say, do you know what I love the most? Just because like it's short, it has the, some creepy stuff now, and I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, you know so it could go to but i think it's third engine i think it just is okay to me and it's yeah. not terrible but it's definitely not as good as a lot of the other stuff on this record um grower not a shower what's the song you didn't like at first but now love chris
1: um for me that's also Hollyhocks, forget me not i i it it was it I kind of like i liked it but like it just kept 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 growing on me more and more um at to the point where even to this day, every time I hear that song, I feel like I gotta do it a second time. It's wasn't it not a shower; it was just like a continuous grower. How's that?
0: Well, and it, it follows <laughs> it follows
1: three kind of bangers
0: too that yeah. are easy to get lost in the comparison yeah. of, and so you probably kind of it's living in the shadows of those three great songs the, that ooh. come before it. Nice wordplay. It makes it a little harder, uh, yeah. which happens to me all the time on records. Like The song yeah. that follows this, my favorite song on the record is, is always very sneaky uh, because I think I'm coming down off the high of listening to these songs before it. <laughs> yeah. And like it takes a while of you needing to like hear that on a playlist, pop in every once in a while to go, like this song is actually really good. It's just unfortunately right. following just an amazing song. Uh, it happens a lot. Uh, Kyle, do you have a grower, not a shower? No, I mean, I could
3: give that that cheap answer of the whole thing was a grower, not a shower, because I put off listening to Saves the Day because they were, you know, a buzz band at the time. Yeah. And that sounds silly because it's not like they were gigantic or anything, but yeah. like in the groups of people that I hung out with, everyone was like, dude, you got to listen to this band. I was like, shut up, I don't want to. Um, but it didn't take long for me to really love their music, so...
0: I think mine is Rock Tonic Juice Magic. I think it's kind of a similar thing to Chris in the sense that those two tracks that came before it are just really, really good and a little bit more in the style of like the obvious thing that I would like. And that just followed it. And it's not like I didn't like it. I still, I remember like I said that, like the line, because you're beautiful, just not on the inside. Like it's a great line, the way he delivers it specifically. It's not that like lyrically that's genius or anything. It's like the way his attitude and stuff. I feel like he's um, like it's a good showcase of him being a vocalist. Um, yeah. and I, I think that grew on me cause you know, there's some of that also like we talked about that like gets into the next record. I think a lot of the stuff I lo- love, about this record is like the beginning, uh, what do you call it? You know, it's like the initial crystallization of this thing of the band coming together. And it's kind of the first taste of these things that then they kind of Perfect on the albums that come after it. And so uh, that's fun to hear. Uh, It's fun to hear bands figure out what their sound is and, uh, and do it well. Um, That's it for us. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five star glowing review on iTunes and, or any other place that you can rate podcast. You can also subscribe. uh, So these episodes just conveniently show up on your phone. When we release them, you can send comments, disagreements, suggestions, to info at finding or on all of the social medias at finding emo pod. And, uh, let us know if you've got suggestions that you'd like us to do, or if you've got different opinions than us, we are, well, bring them on. We're happy to argue with you. Uh, we are not the, the experts here necessarily. You get to no. have different opinions. Uh, so let us know. We love chatting with y'all on all those things. Other than that, we are going to catch you next time.
1: Chill out.